You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Afternoon Drive with Wongani Bingwa. Live. Online. The 702 app. DSTV. And 92.7 and 106 FM. It is eight minutes after four o'clock. We're going to be looking at the situation in unfolding in Zimbabwe in the next hour. And I suppose one of the things uh, that we try to do on this show is to try and tell the political through the personal. And certainly uh, one person who can tell us about the shift from those people who've been supporting President Robert Mugabe to those who now want him to go is our next guest. His hashtag uh, accompanying his Twitter profile says it all. Hashtag people's champion. His bio reads, I used to be a politician, now I'm a patriot. He used to be the chairperson of uh, the Zimbabwe Youth Council of Harare. He's a former advisor to the Minister of Youth Indigenization and Empowerment. He is AC Lumumba. He's since left the party, however, uh, saying that he left at the most senior level and after occupying senior positions in the party. He says it's because of its inability to look after the people who voted for them. Joining us in studio is AC Lumumba. Thank you very much for coming in and talking to us. Bongan is my first time on your station, so I'm really glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Just to paint a picture for those of you who do not know, how high up did you climb in Zimbabwean politics? Okay, so the highest you can climb up in, in terms of government is the Zimbabwe Youth Council. Uh, and I rose up to the very highest of that, and by the time I left, I was chairing that board. Uh, so that's the highest you can get as far as being appointed into government as a young person. I was the youngest senior government official, uh, but, but at age 24, I worked as a, a personal advisor to a senior minister who was the minister of youth indigenization and economic empowerment, which happened to be the agenda for government, youth empowerment, indigenization, and economic empowerment. And then on the political side, uh, within the party, uh, within a space of two years, I rose up uh, to be the most senior young person within the ranks okay. of uh, so, the senior side of ZANU-PF. So tell me about your relationship with ZANU-PF and particularly how you saw then mm-hmm. President Robert Mugabe. The reason I joined ZANU-PF in the first place was the same reason I believe every person should join politics. I understood that as a citizen of a country, my fundamental responsibility is to participate in the politics. It is not a, it is not a right that is thrust upon us. We, have, we all have a responsibility to participate in politics. And when I wanted to participate, I looked at what political parties were offering. I was a 21, 22-year-old kid. And ZANU-PF was offering three things. Its promise was indigenization, which I agree with. It was empowerment, which I agree with. And it was job creation, which I also agree with. So I signed in because I believed in the promise. And that's how I got in. I bought into the promise. And President Mugabe, what did he mean to you? To me, growing up, you know, I just come from, from studying abroad in the UK. And one thing is a Zimbabwean, the moment you get out of Zimbabwe, the first thing you have to do is start defending Mugabe, even if you've never met the man. So when I was in the UK and in the States, everybody kept saying, oh, so how's Bob? And I was like, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know the guy. And then they would start attacking him. But my patriot, the patriot in me forced me to have to defend the president. I sure. didn't know no better at the time. But personally, I mean, what did he mean to you? What, what, in terms he of- meant an idea. You know, yeah. Robert Mugabe is the idea of creating a very new, um, of reimagining my country. Robert Mugabe is the man we were trained or taught when we were in school that this is the guy who took us from a place where I couldn't walk on the same street as a white man. But now Robert Mugabe is the man who made it possible to walk on that street. Robert Mugabe is the man who gave me an education. Robert Mugabe is the, is, is the man who made the world clap hands at Zimbabwe. Everywhere Zimbabweans go, they clap hands for us because of Robert Mugabe. 
So when did it turn sour? When was the tipping point where you suddenly saw him differently? I started rising up the ranks. So, you know, I, I was just a normal foot soldier member when I got in. And then by the time I got to the very top, it was now my, my responsibility to make sure the promise was delivered. So you can imagine I get appointed by the president to chair the youth council. And I ask, what is my job? And they tell me, well, your job is to create jobs uh, and to empower young people. I, go, I say, okay, so let me get the job started. And then I start talking to other ministers or other core ministries. And I say, guys, can we get the job done? And they're like, what do you mean, can we get the job done? That's not, don't you know? That's not what we do around here. What we do around here is we get these fancy profiles and then we steal money. And at some point I got frustrated and I, I, I met with the president, expressed my frustrations. Personally. Personally. Expre- a couple of times. Remember, I'm his appoint- he's, he's my appointing authority. A couple of times I traveled with the president. And every time I kept stressing the point of why the job was not getting done, I started realizing the problem wasn't with the party. The problem wasn't even with the people who worked for him. The real problem was him. He was the problem. He allowed people to do as they wished because that's the only way he controlled them. Because when he knows you all have sins, the moment you try to run away, he throws your sins at you. Wow. That's a story that's very familiar to us. Well, we're continuing our conversation with AC Lumumba. Uh, we're trying to tell the political story of Zimbabwe through the personal. Somebody who was in uh, the inside, the inner circle uh, of uh, ZANU PF, who has a perspective. Uh, we'll be talking, of course, about the latest developments in just a moment. Bongani Mingwa, 702 Afternoon Drive, 3 to 6. We're talking, of course, to AC Lumumba, who's uh, a former. Uh, I suppose a mover and shaker within ZANU-PF. He was uh, head of uh, the Youth Council in Harare. He was the chairperson of that body. He was also an advisor, a uh, ministerial advisor to the Minister of Youth, Indigenization and Empowerment. Uh, fell in love in a way with uh, the image of who Robert Mugabe was as a liberator. And of course, uh, things turned sour, you say, AC, once you were inside government and seeing that the real the real, uh, shall we call it, uh, motive for a lot of people in power was self-enrichment rather than uplifting the people. That's right. Uh, in fact, politics in Zimbabwe became a haven for very stupid people with a lot of very big what, co- what, what, kahunas. Uh, sorry to come in there. What was your worst example that made you feel as if there's that moment where people like you who have a story like you to tell say, something happened that made your stomach turn and you realized this is in fact a betrayal of the people what was that moment for you i became corrupt i became so corrupt you know i mean at first i remember the first instance i ever learned of corruption was i just got into the into being advisor to the minister and somebody walked into the office and they had a document they wanted to get to the minister's desk and i thought that's my job and then right after they gave me the document they said well you know here's 200 dollars for you to look after yourself and i'm thinking you don't need to do that, man. And then it happened again, then it happened again. And before you know it, I started asking my counterparts from other ministries. And they said, you only take $200? You should be charging more. So I started doing it, right? And then before you know it, you, you don't even realize you're gone. And, you know, first they give you a car. And then now you're saying, oh, but everybody else got Mercs. I also want a Merc. And then you're saying, well, I want two Mercs. And then you're saying, well, I want a Merc for my wife too. And then for my son. And at some point, your friends are looking at you like, homie, I know you don't see this, but we've lost you. It's like a drug. Corruption literally is like a drug. You take it and you can't get enough of it. And what's I think the, for what's me, the most you ever took? And probably 150, 200,000. Dollars? Yeah. US? US dollars. 
Like it's nothing, by the way. It's, I mean, I, and what I'm, what, no one ever gets fired from Zanopia for stealing money. You get promoted for that type of stuff. You steal money, so, that's so, your access to getting a promotion. So even now, as you make these admissions, you are, you're not afraid there could be a consequence for them? I, because I've, I've repaid everything they ever gave me. There's nothing I ever uh, was charged off or I ever took from government that I didn't give back. Whether it was a car, whether it was money, anything that I ever touched. I spent two years of my life making sure I gave it back. AC, so I have nothing to be afraid of. What about those people who would say to you that you were part of mm. the apparatus that supported Robert Mugabe mm-hmm. and that now, like a rat, you're, you're, you're leaving the sinking ship? Well, so first of all, I'm not leaving it now. I left it before it was even sinking. I left it two years ago before it was even sinking. But to anybody who says that to me, I always say, I've made mistakes. And I've always taken responsibility for every mistake I've made. Joining ZANU-PF, I don't think that was a mistake. I think that was the right thing to do, to join a political party and be active in politics. I think, if anything, leaving ZANU-PF is what we should be celebrating. Because every time you say to somebody who leaves ZANU-PF that, oh, you're a rat, you know what you do? You make it harder for people to leave. But then so they'll also argue... if you want people argue, to really leave out, you have to be able to encourage them every time they want to do that. But they'll also argue that you couldn't, you know, you lost that seat to the MDC when you ran for an election in 2013. That's the real reason uh, that you've turned against them because, you know, you couldn't even keep your seat. Not at all. I left ZANU PF in 2016 and that election was in 2013. So surely to say I was holding a grudge. Look, as and a member of parliament in Zimbabwe makes $2,000 a month, okay? Mm. In the portfolio I had after 2013, I made $6,000 a month. So to say I left because I lost $2,000 a month, surely that's craziness. I made way more than a member of parliament made. So here we are. It's expected that the president will leave at some point. Right. Uh, their process is unfolding. Mm-hmm. What was your reaction? I mean, I know you were in Harare over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, thousands of people you know, marching, marching towards State House. And mm-hmm. I mean, even a week ago, that would have been simply unthinkable. Well, okay, first of all, let's put something into context. A week ago, I am the one who said it should happen. I'm the first one who came out of the blocks and said, we have got to do this exercise. And when it happened, I was very humbled because I almost, it was almost a moment of redemption because I realized not only was the world listening to the message we had been preaching, but the world was feeling exactly how I had been feeling for the last two years. This is hashtag so, fresh start. This is hashtag fresh start. So what happened on the weekend, that wasn't an accident. That wasn't, you know, a, a moment of magic. That was a perfect storm that took careful, detailed planning by a couple of people who were executing an idea that we had been thinking about for a long time. That was not an accident to me, nor a surprise. It was just a very humbling feeling. Now, since you've spoken out, you've obviously, you've been targeted. You've been to yeah. prison. You've been to Chikarubi? I have. I've been to prison a total of six weeks. I've spent in I've spent locked up. Were you were you tortured? Were you were you harmed in any way? They tried, but I'm a very difficult guy to to harm. You know, I'm a two time black belt in Taekwondo. You know, if you come at me, you better know what you're doing. Uh, but I also come I was born in a place called Epworth, which is one of the poorest, most violent places in, in Zimbabwe. And a lot of people in prison came from the same place. So when I went to prison, I'm like a little brother to most of the people in prison. It was really just like a, a homecoming or reunion with my old big brothers. So I had a lot of good protection while I was in prison. Uh, so no, I didn't get harmed, but bad, bad things happen in prison. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, you're no profit, I suppose, but yeah. you obviously do have your ear close to the ground. You're, you, you've got your networks, you've got your connections. Mm-hmm. How do you see the next few days, the next few months playing out? 
Well, the first thing is the move that the Central Committee made to fire Robert Mugabe is going to be uh, redundant, deemed null and void. It's going to be contested in court. Robert Mugabe will get his party back. We've seen this happen before with the MDC when Changirai and BT fought. Changirai was thrown out of the party. Before you know it, he was back as the head. BT then formed his party. Same thing happened. So I think the president can contest it in court. As far as the impeachment is concerned... First of all, I think you've got a nightmare with the numbers. You've got the, the bo- Mugabe has become the boogeyman all, all, all of a sudden again because now there's a resurgence of him. There's a resurgence of G40. Any member of parliament from ZANU-PF who votes against Mugabe is voting with the mindset of knowing this man might come back and he'll remember I voted against him and he might take back control of the power. So that's, I don't think that's going to deliver the result neither. The only thing that I predict is going to provide the result is the people of Zimbabwe have to take matters into their own hands. How do they Only do that? an uprising. Only a physical removal of the president from office is what's going to work. I'll give you an example. What we saw in Tunisia, what we saw in Egypt, what we saw in Libya. Every dictator, you study any part of history, whether it's Mussolini, whether it's Stalin, whether it's Idi Amin, whether it's, um, whether it's Hitler, whether it's Idi Amin, uh, Lorraine Bagbo. There is, I've never studied a case in history where a dictator has gone in any other way except by the way that so, they lived back. So Mnangangwa hasn't got this thing sewed up? I want him to. But he doesn't have it sorted up yet. I mean, this game is far from over. He, and if anything, I, I think the cards are in the president's hands right now. Mugabe is now holding the cards because he's now called our bluff. You know, they said, we'll give you until midday. He called their bluff. The military came in and took, and took him hostage. He called their bluff. Mugabe has called everybody's bluff. And all of a sudden, G40 is alive. It's awake and it's plotting. And one thing about G40 is they've got a lot of money to play with and a lot of things to lose. So they will be spending big to get back in the game. The personal through the political. AC Lumumba, thank you for talking to us and offering that perspective about what's going on in Zimbabwe. Thank you for having me.